Folks, the playoffs are so close, the Winnipeg Jets can almost taste it. After a massive 2-0 shutout over the Preds, the Jets now find themselves on the precipice of a playoff appearance that at first seemed inevitable, then looked like it might not happen, and now looks like it is once again within reach. We'll dive into this game against the Preds and some thoughts about the upcoming games this week for the Jets on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now, like I said on tonight's episode, we're going to be getting into some fun stuff uh, about the Jets playoffs. But before we go any further, just want to shout out a friend and partner at HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash NHL60 and use code NHL60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Now, like I said in the intro, obviously the Jets are in um, a bit of a playoff race, right? They are trying to hold on to the second wild card spot. And you know what? After a massive, massive, massive 2 nothing shutout over the Preds this weekend, it suddenly looks like Winnipeg is finally within striking distance of that playoff spot. That last little bit that has kind of been eluding them, well, it is finally within reach and the Jets might be able to, you know, take both hands and grab it. If... They don't screw up, right? So there are a number of different scenarios for the Jets to clinch a playoff spot. Uh, Calgary and Nashville do not control their own destinies. That is the first piece of good news. The second piece of good news is if the Jets want to have a no-drama, straightforward enough uh, path to the playoffs, all they have to do is just about win two of their last three games, right? Two games, two wins, good to go. Now, the problem with this, obviously, is that Winning two of your last three when one of them is a back-to-back and two of those games are on the road against Colorado and Minnesota makes it a lot easier said than done. But if any team is capable of handling this and doing, you know, whatever it takes to get the win, you know, I'm hoping the Jets are. I'm not saying I believe that they will get two wins to make this easy, but certainly it would be nice because Nashville and Calgary will be playing this evening, so Uh, Whoever emerges out of that one, you know, the Jets are going to be monitoring closely. The Flames had a game this past weekend and ended up falling short in overtime, but still got one point. So things aren't quite comfortable yet. But thankfully, you know, when it comes to the Flames, at least the Jets have a game in hand. So that is pretty darn handy. Now, as far as like what it'll take for Winnipeg to actually get through these opponents and, and survive, um, It's going to be tough, right? Because Minnesota and Colorado are both two pretty strong teams. Minnesota recently has been a little bit more uneven, but still a dangerous opponent. And we all know that the Avs, banged up as they might have been this season, 
have a stellar offense, and we know, you know, this is just not a team that you can sleep on. And even before those two teams, this evening the Jets have the San Jose Sharks, and we all know what happens when the Jets play the Sharks. It hasn't gone super well the past couple of outings, uh, not for lack of trying, that's for sure. I mean, Winnipeg pelted James Reimer constantly, but even still, you know, Winnipeg just could not get it done. So before we even think about, you know, the Central Division opponents, it would really, really, really be um, a bit of a godsend if the Jets can win this home game, the final home game of the regular season against San Jose. If they do, all you got to do is get two points out of the next two games. That's it. And, uh, you know, for a back-to-back, right, Minnesota might be a little bit easier than going across the country or tripping down further somewhere uh, in the southern parts of the U.S. because it's right, you know, it's a hop skip over the border. So, you know, a relatively short distance, uh, an area that the Jets are very comfortable with and, and certainly go to a lot. So, yeah, I am feeling reasonably optimistic about this week. I'm not going to say that I think it's a lock, but I do feel like the Jets having beaten Nashville over the weekend have put themselves in about as good a position as you can ask, given what happened the last few months. Was it pretty? No. Was it perfect? Again, no. But at this point, all you want is for the Jets to make it and do uh, whatever it takes to get the job done. I don't care how they get these wins. I don't care if it's ugly as sin and looks like the Jets just don't have it in them to even make it out of the first round. I just want them to make the dance and the rest will follow, right? Get there, see what happens. And, you know, we'll take each playoff game as it comes. At least the good news is, is Cole Perfetti, you know, has been skating and seems like he's getting closer and closer to rejoining the team, which is great. Obviously, we've been out without him for a long time, and uh, it's been noticeable. His lack of uh, presence has been a huge gap in the top six. And it's just nice to have one of your star young players finally returning to the lineup with um, hopefully what will be a relatively clean bill of health. Now, uh, speaking of the Jets and, and taking care of business, I want to dive into this game over the past weekend with Winnipeg versus Nashville, because you know what? Kind of a baller game in a couple of different ways. We'll dive into why in just a moment, but before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at FanDuel. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back, and there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. Obviously, for opening weekend, uh, it's been a bit of a fun one. And, you know, for me, I'm an Orioles fan. So first couple of games at home, not so great against the Yankees. But maybe I am interested in you know, casting a bit on which pitchers for the Orioles are going to have a certain sub four ERA, which doesn't seem like many right now. Uh, Or maybe you want to cast a bet on which Blue Jays player is going to have 30 plus homers. No matter what you want to cast your bet on, you can also get an even bigger payout with their same game parlay service. Don't miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet of up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Go to to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are uh, talking, of course, about Winnipeg's run to the playoffs. It is in the final stretch of the marathon, been a long season. Winnipeg, you know, can see the objective sitting right in front of it. Now it's just up to the team to reach out with both hands and grab onto it. 
But before then, of course, the Jets have a couple of opponents, and we just talked about a number of them, San Jose, Minnesota, Colorado. But you might be wondering, what happened over the weekend, right? Obviously, before the weekend, the Jets were kind of in perilous straits, having lost to the Calgary Flames, and suddenly, you know, the game against the Nashville Predators became a massive must-win. In my opinion, both games were kind of must-wins, but if we're talking about a must-must-must-win, the Preds game was the more important of the two because, um, you know, Nashville is a team that the Jets could, you know, bury and, and essentially end their season with that victory. And you know what? Winnipeg not only took care of business against Nashville, they actually dominated. And this was a game where the Jets uh, were a little bit unlucky in some areas. Winnipeg could have easily had, I don't know, four or five goals. Mark Shifley hit the post uh, on a redirect on the power play. Nikolai Ehlers hit like two crossbars in a post or something. It was just a crazy game. And you know, Yusuceros constantly swarmed the net, you know, blocked off tons of good shooting opportunities and managed to make life really, really difficult for the Jets. But at the end of the day, Mark Shifley finally came through and Neil Pionk, who has had a heck of a season uh, in the worst way, I would say, he finally had a bit of a redemptive moment where he scored a massive goal to pad Winnipeg's lead and essentially put it out of reach for Nashville, right? Uh, you know, Nashville was definitely testing Hellebuck on some really dangerous chances, but for the most part, you know, they, they weren't really getting down into the slot area and Winnipeg, I thought for the most part, put Nashville away from, uh, the most dangerous parts of the ice. So <clears throat> all that said, I, I think the Jets not only came in with a clear purpose and a mission, but actually accomplished their objective. And after a game in which they played decently well against the Flames, but could not score, it was nice to see them solve use of Saros, who's even better than Markstrom. Saros is, you know, currently on one of the hottest runs of any goalie in the entire NHL. He's been instrumental to the reason why Nashville is even in a playoff uh, run of sorts. You know, Winnipeg is used to having a team where they're the ones with the goalie who's stealing games and, and the rest of the team is not performing well. Nashville is kind of experiencing that right now, but Saros is so freaking good that he's actually taken over in goals saved above expectation around the entire NHL. So Saros having a monster year, getting two past him was not easy. And Winnipeg had him beat on a number of other opportunities that easily could have gone in. But, you know, some, some fortune in the hockey gods kind of saw to it otherwise. Now, if there's some stuff to really shout out and, and get excited about, first name, Nikolai Ehlers. All you have to do is just say his name and you should immediately have a smile on your face because this kid, man, when he's flying and really showing off what his skill sets can bring to this team, he really is Winnipeg's best skater. You know, there's there's Hellebuck, who is certainly our MVP, but when it comes to non-goalie positions, no player stands above Ehlers in terms of impact and, and importance to this team. The guy is just a natural-born creator and scorer. And I think we saw in so many instances him kind of dishing up pucks on a literal platter for his teammates to score. And while not all of them were able to take advantage of it, Pionk certainly was. Uh, that whole sequence where he had a nice uh, reception in the neutral zone and essentially bounced it off the wall past a defender, got around him, and then kind of did like a almost like a snapshot pass to Pionk as the trailing skater on the right side made it, I mean, essentially just a walk-in for Pionk to wrist it right past uh, Saros. And Ehlers had another opportunity that should have been a goal for Mark Shifley, 
literally teed it up on a platter for him on the power play. I mean, just magic stuff. Ehlers was so good the entire evening, probably one of his best games over the last few weeks. And it's crazy to me that, you know, the Jets staff just haven't used him as much. I think when it comes to, you know, skaters on this team and guys who you want to give lots of minutes to and and really should be doing so with, uh, Ehlers should be at the top of the list. I don't really feel like there's any other skaters that I would play more than him. And I know that Shifley and Wheeler own the hierarchy. I get it. Morrissey playing a ton of minutes. I mean, that's natural because you have less defenders than you do forwards. But when it comes to Ehlers, he should be at darn near the top of the, you know, the time on ice deployment list among all attackers. He's just that special player. Also of note was, I think, you know, Hellebuck's really nice shutout performance. I thought he had a couple of dangerous opportunities to shut down. Nothing that I think was was too crazy for him. Um, it did get a little hairy when Nashville pulled its goalie, but otherwise, you know, Hellebuck just kind of did what he did and, and shut him out and, and kept the Jets, you know, as always afloat. I, I think it's really important that he continues to show off Hellebuck level play or not Hellebuck level play. Obviously, he's always Hellebuck level. Um but Vesna caliber play, especially as we're heading into the stretch run, uh, they're, they're going to have to really lean on him over the next couple of evenings because, you know, Colorado and Minnesota are very dangerous teams and ones that have given the Jets some serious fits this year. So let's hope that he is up to answering the call. Uh, I don't know if Riddick is going to start this evening. Maybe he does. It wouldn't shock me if they just go with Hellebuck for the rest of the, uh, the rest of the regular season. But, you know, every once in a while, you've got to trust your backup to Give your starter a bit of a rest. We'll see if Winnipeg opts for that this evening. Before we go uh, a little bit, you know, crazy, though, I just wanted to sort of wrap up tonight's episode with some thoughts on, you know, how Winnipeg should approach the next few games and what to think about for the upcoming playoff stretch, which could be really rough for the Jets, especially in the first round or so. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just wrapping up really quickly with some thoughts ahead of Winnipeg's upcoming end of the regular season and ultimately the first round of the playoffs. Uh, Obviously, for the Jets, it's going to be a really tough, tough run. Winnipeg is, I think, likely to face the Vegas Golden Knights, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Either that or the LA Kings, if LA somehow pools ahead in the standings, but as of right now, I'm pretty sure Vegas really shouldn't be dropping <coughs> that first spot, but there is only a two-point gap, so, um, oh, actually, sorry, Edmonton is the team that's in second right now. LA has kind of slipped into third place and doesn't look like they're going to be able to close that gap, but uh, Edmonton is only two points behind Vegas for first in the Pacific, and if the Jets were to face... Um, Uh, Edmonton, right? I think that would be the more favorable of the two matchups. The Jets have previously defeated Edmonton in in the playoffs. We all remember the magical sweep, but I think this time would be a lot harder. Uh, The the Oilers, quite honestly, are just a very solid team. Where they're kind of weak right now is on the back end in terms of defensive coverages and in net. Uh, The goalie situation especially has been a a continuous sore spot. And so for them, I I think the Jets would essentially have to find a way to uh, stay off the penalty kill. That is like Edmonton's most dangerous weapon. Um, Obviously, McDavid at any situation is going to be a lethal threat no matter what. But 
keep them away from that power play. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Dreisaitl, McDavid, uh, Yamamoto, all of these guys are, are very skilled, very creative scorers. And Winnipeg just can't really afford to give them easy passes. Um, but I, I mean, that's a winnable matchup in some ways, especially if Winnipeg's depth can uh, essentially stay clear of, of reckless penalties and shut down the opposing bottom six. I would be uh, a little bit concerned about facing Vegas in the first round. I think the Knights are a legitimately dangerous team. And while they might not be as good as they were in previous years, still a very fast, very lethal team. And we all know what happened the last time the Jets faced Vegas in the postseason. Didn't exactly uh, end the way that I think we were all hoping. Heartbreaking, if anything. Very frustrating. And ever since then, we've just kind of been living in the shadow of that season. But, you know, hope springs eternal. Maybe this is the year that the Jets can kind of see him off and uh, take advantage of the fact that, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury is no longer in that. It's what, Jonathan Quick, I guess, who's been starting recently. And, you know, Quick, as as decent as some of his numbers recently may have, you know, been for the Knights, we all know that at some point the real Jonathan Quick shows up. And there's a reason why he struggled to maintain the starters role recently in L.A. He's just not that great anymore. Several years ago, yeah, I would have been worried. But these days, not so much. Now for the Jets, I think, you know, obviously the next couple of days before they even make the playoffs, these uh, these are your most critical moments. This is a chance to close out the season and really give fans something to cheer about. I think Winnipeg this year, it's kind of been a strange season, right? The, the off season, we were sort of anticipating some changes. They definitely arrived in a big way. Maurice goes, in steps Rick Bonus. And the first half of the year was great. I think a lot of us were very excited. Bonus was looking like a Jack Adams candidate, and the room was vibing. And then, you know, the last two and a half to three months happened. Suddenly, the wheels kind of came off. Um, the carriage reverted back to a pumpkin. And we were all kind of asking the question, what really happened? You know, was there something behind the scenes? Did the trade deadline really sour relations? I mean, some of this stuff was gone, gone going before the trade deadline even happened. So, yeah. At least for the time being, you know, the Jets have managed to uh, manage to corral themselves enough to win a couple of really big games and put them within, you know, a touching distance of a playoff spot. They control their own destiny. And so all they really should be focused on is just getting these last couple of victories. It'd be great if they could win all three games. But as long as they win two, that's all that really matters. And taking advantage of a weaker Sharks team that's just tanking for Bedard uh, for the first game tonight would be very, very helpful. But, you know, like I said, we really shouldn't count out uh, San Jose. We all know how they've been against the Jets and how lucky the, the Sharks goaltending has been. So let's hope that for once Winnipeg finally finds that little bit of extra confidence to take down the Sharks and take care of business. Let me know your thoughts on the close of the season and what you're looking forward to as the Jets approach the playoffs. Drop your score predictions for tonight's game on, in the comments below. But for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Make your second listen Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result, and news story, Locked On Game to Game provides you analysis that only Locked On can give you with our local experts. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app and YouTube, plus wherever you get your other favorite podcasts. As always, I am your host, Harrison Lee. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. We will see you here tomorrow. And as always, go Jets go.